everybody, this is Michael Rooker, and you're listening to Atomic Geekdom. you do i love it (laughs) careful yeah yeah we're already recording so careful what you say about your work stuff (laughs) (laughs) other than it's putting me in a mental institute it's all good (laughs) (laughs) i think we all work in jobs like that really i think so if i can just get through the summer i i get back into like just random craziness but I'm going on like an eight-week binge right now, so, but it's fun. I mean, I just don't need sleep anymore. <laughs> for the, for those listening, Jenny's our on-the-scene correspondent talking to us about L.A. traffic, apparently. Yep, yep. So far, it's not too bad. The formal five through the Orange County. <laughs> That's all we're missing. That's all we're missing is a. Let's go to our live correspondent, Jenny Robinson. Jenny and Jenny and Chopper Geek. Chopper Geek. And Geek One. What do you see? What do you see up there, Jenny? Have you ever been in traffic during a car chase? Oh no, I've been in some weird ones though. I was I was stuck on the 101 down in Hollywood one night. Finally, it starts going, and we're going like two miles per hour. We get up, and on the other side of the freeway, the freeway is completely stopped. There's a car with people out on their hands, you know, on their knees with their hands behind their head, and cops with guns drawn all around the place. <laughs> nice. Like, you don't see that every day. <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah. All right, well, while we got you, let's real quick uh, get through. There's not a lot of geek news to get through on the Geek Out. Then we can just have some fun. Uh, all right. So I did see that they finally confirmed that ABC is going to move ahead with the Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. spinoff show, not Agent Carter, but the one that's going to star Adrian Palicki and Nick Blood. Uh, they play Bobby Morris and Lance Hunter, respectively. And it's nice. going to it's going to be called uh, Most Wanted, Marvel's Most Wanted. And they're doing the, the pilot for that right now. I hadn't seen that. that. That's pretty cool. Well, they were talking about it at the end of last season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and then it got kind of put on the back burner. And then I guess maybe this will be like a, another mid-season thing with Agent Carter, or I don't know what they're doing. But uh, I am absolutely in love with Adrian Palicki, so that works for me. I like it. <laughs> uh, she's, a bad, she's a badass. I mean, I love her. What was that, Jen? I don't, I don't know much about that, but I was going to say, speaking of... Oh. 
You cut out there for a second. What about season two of Daredevil? I went under a bridge. <laughs> <laughs> I said, did you see the uh, did you see the um the photos they've been releasing on season two Daredevil? Uh, yes. Bits and pieces, yeah, with uh, John Bernthal. Oh my gosh! Great cast. Yeah. I don't know. I love Thomas Jane as the Punisher, and, uh, and yeah, now I'm with you. Yeah, I'm but with no. you. I, I love Thomas Jane, but I'm not disappointed because I think Bernthal is going to do great. He's got a good look. He's a good actor, not just from Walking Dead. He was in that Tank movie. Uh, what is it? Fury. Fury. He was great in that movie. He's good in that. I, I think it's a perfect fit for the character, though. Yeah, I think he'll do a good job. Uh, he's got a good look. Good, like, grizzled, beat-up look. Well, some of the pictures, it looks like he got his ass beat in some I'm, of the pictures. So I'm willing to bet he has. Uh, okay, real real fast, they're going to bring in Firefly, the villain Firefly, on Gotham Season 2. And if you've played any Arkham Knight, you know Goth- Firefly is a dude, but this is a different take on Firefly. It's going to be, um, uh, I think a, a woman is going to play Firefly this time, which is interesting. I've got, I, I still have to go watch because Season 1. I have not watched one episode of Season 1. I just I saw a new, really. I saw a new commercial for it. It's called. They're like the mini title of it is Rise of the Villains, and that kind of piqued my interest. But I understand why so many people hate the show, like the diehards, like uh, Matt and Justin from Two Broke Geeks, who call it Gotham Babies, uh, like Muppet Babies. Uh, I get it. And at the same time, I still enjoy a nice take on Gotham before Batman. Why not? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a great premise. So. No, what is it? You have to do a drink every time he says Jim Gordon. <laughs> yeah, it happens. You're, that drunk, it... you're drunk 15 minutes into the show. Probably he's the main character. <laughs> so... And, and they, 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 they never say, hey, Jim, or yeah. James. It's always like, Jim Gordon did this. And Jim Gordon, how do you feel about this? Well, hi, Jim Gordon. Really <laughs> That's like... <laughs> It's like the WWE rule of a, of having a bad guy. They always come out and they say their name. My yeah. name is Alberto Del Rio, and the, or my name is John Laurinaitis. They keep saying it every time they come out. It's like, okay, yes, <laughs> I hate you on premise alone. I know who you are. Right. Uh, let's see. Um, there was uh, some cool stuff for you Suicide Squad haters. Uh, they're still filming, and it's going to end in September. They should be done wrapping up that movie as far as filming goes. But they did a little fun thing where uh, they all got tattoos, and they all did them themselves. So there's a picture of Margot Robbie in full Harlo- Harley Quinn gear uh, tattooing the word squad on the director David Ayer's forearm. And uh, then there's another one of Joel Kinnaman from uh, The Killing and RoboCop Remake. He's got it done on his bicep, his left bicep, by Will Smith. Uh, so, I mean, that's something... I think it's cool. I think it's cool that they're bonding, and I think it's going to add a lot to the movie if they all get along. Uh, so, I, I don't know. Like I say, I'm excited for that movie. You guys all seem to hate it for, for no I, no real reason. I think they went a little too extreme in their stylization. 
and it looks cheesy. I just don't think we've seen enough to get so angry yet. I don't know. She's but for me, for well, she's a she's insane. That's all. That's all. I don't know. I I like for her. Me, well, just in jail. What yep. else? What else she gonna do? For me, I'm not hating it. I'm not hating it anymore because I'm I'm thinking big picture ahead because this is a prequel kind of towards Batman versus Superman. I want to see where it goes because this is supposed to have a lot of lead-in stuff. So. Well, it would technically be a lead-in to Man of Steel too because Batman versus Superman is like directly after that. Right. So I want to see where this is going now. And I I'm, think I, I'm not hating on it anymore. I mean, I, I want to see what it's going to do. I'm not hating. Do you realize, and this is just, this kind of hit me today that the length of time between man of steel and Batman versus Superman is almost three years. Yes. It's huge. That's a big leap. As far as the time frame. like, you know, Marvel, it's every, it was at the time, like every year. I mean, Superman became the man from uncle. I mean, this is huge. Great movie. Go see it. I'm telling you. It's really good. Uh, all right. So that was just a bit fun and a fun news for the haters. Okay. Uh, real quick. Uh, Jenny, do you know who Yvonne Craig is? The name sounds familiar, but remind me. Because all I'm thinking right now is like John Stamos. So. John Stamos. Uh, Don't ask. I, just, I have a lot of John Stamos right now in my head. So. Weird. Okay. Uh, Yvonne Craig. Uh, she played Barbara Gordon, a.k.a. Batgirl, in the 1960s Batman's television yes. series. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and she's been in, you know, a bunch of other stuff. She was a, 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 a green slave girl in Star Trek, I believe. Yep. Um, she's been in The Six Million Dollar Man, all kinds of Mod Squad. Uh, the list goes on and on and on and on and on. Uh, she passed away this past week, and I know... That's a big deal to a lot of people. It should be. She was, you know, the first one of the first female female hero characters on television. And for my prepubescent uh, adolescence, she was uh, one of the first crushes I ever had. Like, you know, as a, as a young man growing up, it's Batgirl. Why not? And she was uh, she was a cool character. It was always kind of exciting to see her in the opening credits because they would like superimpose her and the, they had a special credits when she was on that episode, she would, they would show her name on there. And so you were like, Oh, bad girls in this episode. Sweet. You know, yep. it's different. It's I cool. That. Yeah. I remember that. Uh, I was remember being a little excited, not just because she was gorgeous, but just because it was, a, you know, another character. Um, but she, uh, she did pass due to, uh, her battle with uh, breast cancer. So, uh, I did want to bring it up because I think it's a big deal, especially in our geek culture, uh, Absolutely. that, that she'd be recognized for that, uh, all her accomplishments and stuff. And, uh, I know she's a a role model to a lot of young young ladies on Twitter who have, were talking to us. There is a, a cool article on thegeeklyplanet.com that you can go read uh, dedicated to her. So check that out from our friends over there. All right. Good job, Dave. Good job. Uh, Good job. Some juicy, juicy rumors, uh, or it could possibly be true. So careful. Spoilers ahead for Captain America Civil War. Uh, I think it's a rumor. I don't think it's it's confirmed at all, and I don't know how true it is, but you've been warned. Uh, so they have apparently filmed a scene with Spider-Man fighting somebody. I've read rumors that it's going to be him fighting Ant-Man, so... Nope. Uh, there, I read a joke about him fighting Ant-Man. Like, we're not going to see him in his costume. He's going to be in his... Because they filmed scenes of Peter Parker's bedroom. 
And yeah, so I, I, yeah, I didn't see that. Yeah, somebody said, well, maybe Ant-Man's fighting somebody in Peter Parker's bedroom as small Ant-Man, you know, because yeah. he likes to fight in children's bedrooms. Uh, of so there was the joke there. No, but this is a bit bigger. Uh, they were saying that while they were filming in Germany, his scenes as Spider-Man, he was fighting Captain America. Hmm. So I don't know why they would fight, or I don't know how Spidey would last, to be honest. I think Captain America would crush him. Dude, but, Spidey. Though, like in the Avengers, you've got... You know, Iron Man versus Hulk or Thor versus Hulk. You know, it could be one of those things where there's a disagreement and they all become friends at the end. Well, that's the whole movie. They're all fighting each other. Right. But there's a reason. Right. So, no, there's no real big word yet on what is really going on with the Spider-Man character in this movie. And I kind of predicted that it would be a small, very small cameo. They're they're keeping this thing very on the vest. They're doing a good job. Very quiet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Unless you believe that that picture that leaked was him in his Spider-Man costume where it's like a really ugly hoodie. Yeah. I was like, what is that? Like a terrible looking hoodie and blue blue pants. I I was like, you know, I don't even want to watch this movie, but I do. But stop. I want to watch that movie. Oh, of course I want (laughs) to watch it. But if you're going to do that Spider-Man, this is Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Oh, oh, let's go back to Batman vs. Superman for a second. Uh, so everyone is analyzing the trailer that we got from Comic-Con. They're picking it apart, trying to find things that we don't really have confirmed yet. And one of the things we've talked about on the podcast is that uh, that they're going to reveal that Jason Todd is Jared Leto's Joker. I read that, too. I'm which, like, uh... which I'm sorry is stupid, because why would he give the costume back with all the, you know, the... the the cuts on it and the bullet holes, but somebody who examined it looked at the two bullet holes and noticed where they were placed on the, like the shoulders Mm. and noticed they lined up perfectly with two tattoos that Jared Leto has. And I said, it doesn't matter. It makes no difference. (laughs) I think that's the dumbest thing ever that that is what you're hinging your, your theory on with uh, Jason Todd being the Joker. And if Jason Todd is the Joker, you know, regardless of how great Jared Leto plays it, I'm going to hate that storyline. That's going to not be good for me. Uh, I'm not too much of a purist where I can't just, you know, enjoy the movie for what it is, but that is so off book. That yeah, that that's that's kind of a deal breaker. I mean, I, I'm agree. I'm gonna agree with you. I, I'm not going to I'm going to enjoy the movie. But at the same time, really, really, that's <laughs> what you want to do. Thanks, Miz. Dusting off a uh, classic. Aside from like superheroes, I saw two awesome trailers in the horror genre. I don't know if you guys have seen yet. Uh, you'd have to tell us what they are. The Witch? No, I, I just saw a headline about it like yesterday, I think. It looks so creepy. It's, it's very stylized, very like independent movie like genre. But as you get farther along into the into the trailer, like it gives you the eebie-jeebies, and I don't get freaked out easy enough. And I felt a little like creeped out by the just watching the trailer. Like it looks awesome because it's all very like Salem witch trial type era, but it's not the Salem witch trial. And you're trying to figure out if it's possession or what. It looks so good. I say drop everything you've seen and just do it right now and go watch that trailer because I I have high hopes for it. And then the other I one, do not watch those movies. <laughs> oh, you're you're missing out, man. 
Tom. Ah. Kind of let the adrenaline flow. Um, the other one, though, a friend of mine, my best friend, sent me the link to it, and she goes, you totally got to review this. And I'm like, well, what is it? It's called The Boy, and Rain Wilson's in it. And I'm like, what? Oh, yes. I've, I, I have heard about this one. It's like about an evil child. Like, it's a whole new take on... I, I read it as kind of being like the omen, like you've got like a Damien coming out, but it says it's like a whole new take on Creepy Child. So the trailer, too, like they don't, it's very, very independent looking again. It's not like, you know, a big budget type movie, but when you're watching it, it's hard to tell what's going on. But the moment you know it's about a creepy person or a creepy little boy, everything you see in the trailer even more insane. Yeah, but I read that. Yeah. Both of them, though, look really good. I'm glad that people are, like, doing a new take on horror and going back to more of, like, the suspense and, like, mystery-type horror instead of just, like, the saws and the Teresa's and stuff where they're just ripping guts out. Well, there's I'm, too much... Su- get away from the supernatural. I mean, I can't do the supernatural. Stop, stop with the ghosts and the possessed and ah get me back to a get me back to a hacker slasher movie and i'll watch it well see though i'm i'm opposite i like a good ghost story i just think that like i i like the paranormal activities but now that they're on like paranormal activity 900 (laughs) um but like i'm a huge fan of like insidious i love the whole concept of the further and just that I don't know. I, I like them, but I think that once you start getting into the sequels and it goes into, like, it goes too far, and it's always the same. There's always going to be a guy or a girl in bed, and somebody's going to take the sheet off, or they're going to pull you off the bed. I mean, it's in, like, every movie. So I, I get what you're saying, but I I do like it, though, when they come up with a good idea, like a good new idea. That's A uh, new idea is always great. Especially with horror, because there's very few, like, new directions. Everything's always just sort of a twist of something that's already been done. Right. Are you going to watch it, Dave? I'm watching the trailer right now. (laughs) (laughs) It's creepy, right? I thought it was pretty cool with the the peekaboo scene. And And she just disappears? Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot going on in that trailer, and I, uh, yeah, it looks awesome. <laughs> yeah, it looks cool. Uh, I mean, those are my kind of movies. I like, like you were talking about. I heard you in the background there. I like Insidious, or you know, it it took me going to get involved with the, them <laughs> at at a convention, but to watch it, and I'm glad that I actually got to watch it or did decide to watch it because it was good. Yeah, fun. I haven't seen the third one yet, though. I haven't seen that one either. But that one, it's not the same same director, and then it's it's kind of like a prequel. So I'm a, I'm a little nervous on that one. I'm going to sure. watch it eventually, but I haven't, like, rushed out to see it just because I like the first two so much that I don't really need the prequel. Yeah, and then uh, the new Sinister looks all right, but I've never seen any of the Sinister movies. Saturday 
Saturday night with some popcorn. It's it's worth it. Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, Not for me. Not for me. <laughs> uh, when this episode comes out, it'll be Thursday night, so there's still a few days left for everyone to get entered into our big uh, Courtney James Clark autographed photo giveaway. I can't win this? You cannot. Ah, come on. <laughs> but when we build the Atomic Kingdom office, there'll be one that she sent just for us in the office. I was, I was actually going to send you a message. I was like, How, why can't I win this? Because you can't. Uh, but it's easy to win. Just head over to TomAkeetham.com. Click on the link on the very top with uh, Courtney's wonderful picture right there. And all the details are right there. All you have to do is follow us on Twitter, at Atomic Geekdom, and retweet the tweet that's embedded into that post. And you have a chance to win. Uh, it's very simple. You have to do nothing, literally nothing, uh, to win this. Just uh, help spread the word about our awesome, awesome podcast. And you can go listen to the interview we had with Courtney, where my microphone sucked, but we talked about awesome stuff like Jurassic World and cooking and saving animals and stuff like that. Uh, but you have until Monday night, August 24th, I believe, at 7 p.m. Eastern to enter that. And international winners can, or international folks, you guys can win as well. You don't have to live in the United States proper to just win. Not, just not employees of the Atomic Geekdom website. Yeah. I know, I know, right? <laughs> Tom, Tom, write a blog, and then uh, I'll consider you. Oh, boom! Oh, boom! I've been, I've been bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are you guys watching? The summer is usually like pretty slow, and I haven't talked to you guys on just a casual thing in a while. So, are you guys obsessed with any show going on right now? I am too busy, wrapped up in my binge watch article so to watch anything else like i'm what are you, what are you in the middle of what, what uh i decided to do heroes because the new season starts up at the end of september so i thought i'd do that again uh so heroes is the one the season one will go up uh tomorrow i hope is it nostalgic is, does it like pan out for you or well season one was the best season so yeah yes season two i've already watched as well and it sucked season three is the worst and uh, so I'm not looking forward to starting that one, which I'm just about to start. And I, I, I always will throw. F- don't go in. Don't go into it like that. No. Don't go into it. I always throw friends on Netflix just to have something on in the background. So I'll binge watch through friends like when I go to bed or whatever. And I'm also trying to watch X-Files and Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Those are old shows, though. Uh, new shows. I have so much to watch. Like I'm waiting for was it Mr. Robot. Oh my gosh, that show! Like, I'm moment I get home, that's the first thing I'm gonna do. Yeah, it, it's a guy I work with. I hadn't even heard of it. I got, and he's like, "Oh, are you watching Mr. Robot?" And I'm like, "No, I don't even know what that is." So he goes, "Put it on, you'll love it." I'm like, "All right." The pilot, the first episode, is so well done that I'm like, "Ooh, this this could be good." We flew through the first four episodes. When it, you know, just on DVR, and then I think I'm up on like episode six or seven now. Eight. I am like eight, yeah. So I'm like anxiously, like all week long, I'm like, is it on Wednesdays or Thursdays? Wednesdays or Thursdays? I gotta watch it. What's gonna happen? It has so many of those, like, it's one of those shows that you think you have it figured out, and then something will happen, and it's such a twist that you're like, totally didn't see that coming. And it's hmm. the message. 
message behind it's really cool because it's, it's about a computer hacker, but it's about a computer hacker that's not playing with a full deck of cards. Like, he's very depressed and... I like... Uh, episode 9, actually, was just on last night. So, the season finale is next week. Uh, um, I like the episode titles. I don't know if you see them when you're on TV, but I was oh looking... Gosh, yeah, they're, they're all code. They're all file names. So... <laughs> Like episode dot yeah dot mov dot wave dot asf it's hilarious to me and you you got to read it you know episode one is hello friend dot mov episode one point one <laughs> so it's it's great I don't know those um, uh, I I don't I it's hard, I don't want to tell anything about it because it is good going in with it fresh but the main the main actor which I, I I suck because I don't know his name. Um, but it's is, Rami Malek. There you go. He's phenomenal. Like it's one of them that is in the way the character is in the show. If they would have found any other actor, I don't think it would be as good of a show. Hey, he's a good actor. I, we've talked about it before. He's been on, I think, twenty four, and mm-hmm. uh, he plays King Achman Ra in the Night in the Museum movies. Yeah, yeah, he does. Uh, and uh, what else was he in? Oh, man. Oh, Twilight. He's in... never, I would have never in a million years pointed him out of Night in the Museum. Oh, I recognize him from that right away. Oh, yeah, and he's in for Need, for, Need for Speed, which I saw him in. Uh, he's, and... he's phenomenal. And, and Christian Slater is always Christian Slater. Like, Christian Slater acts as Christian Slater. But it's good to see him back in a role where you like but don't like him. Like, sure. It's, I don't know. I, I think it's great. The the girl cast too, like the Porsche Doubleday. Like well, there's the the best friend. There's the girlfriend. There's the other hacker. There's it's just a good ensemble. But definitely, the moment you can watch that show, it is that's surprising. especially for USA. Like I don't really ever think of USA having the greatest shows. Oh, and this like- is, I think gonna put them over psych was great uh they had was it dead space or something like that dead something uh that was big with the dude from break breakfast club uh michael uh deadpool no uh no uh i know where you're going uh it was his office Stephen king movie yeah hang on i'll find it ah i lost it michael anthony michael hall played yeah we're the dead zone Bad zone, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I liked USA for 4,400 and Psych, but yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, is it, isn't Dead Zone the Christopher Walken movie from like the 70s, early 80s? Yeah. Was it like a remake of that? Uh, it's not a remake. It's kind of like a retelling of this guy doing it, you know. Interesting. It, 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 it doesn't suck. It was, I, I remember I used to watch it, so it was, it was good. Oh, Chris, Christopher Walken, Martin Sheen, and director David Cronenberg. Wow. I think I actually smelled that burp. Dial. And USA doesn't sound bad. I mean, Suits is one of my favorite shows. Suits is so good. I, I don't care what anybody says. The character characterization and characterization in this show is so great. A lot of people I know who watch Suits say the same thing. I haven't. I don't even know what it's about, but I've heard I've heard good stuff about that show. It's about lawyers or something. Yeah. Gabriel Mock is so awesome. I don't know. I just watch, I see commercials for it all the time when I watch WWE, and I just see the, the beautiful women on that show. They're, 
Yeah, there are hot chicks. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Lawrence Fishburne's wife uh, from Firefly. She's in that, too. Oh, what is her name? My brain doesn't work today. Sorry. Yeah, and I'm I'm horrible at names in general. Gina, Gina Torres. Yeah. She's, uh, like, their boss or something. That's Lawrence Fishburne's wife? Really? Yeah. yeah. I did not know that. That's why she was in the second Matrix movie. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, he... Uh, yeah, she's awesome. And then she was in Hannibal, I think, too. Yeah, she was his wife on Hannibal. <laughs> uh, before that got canceled. Anyway. Uh, yeah, Tom, I don't think you talked about what you're watching. Jenny, I am, the other one that's got me is Killjoys on Sci-Fi. What is, it's, what's that about? It's a, uh, out, uh, it's like a, Outside of the realm universal thing, where I don't know where I don't even know where Earth is on this show. Do you want me to? Do you want me to read the premise? Yeah, go ahead and read the premise. Uh, Killjoys. This is a. It's a Canadian show, which is like all sci-fi does now is Canadian shows. Uh, Killjoys follows a trio of hard-living but fun-loving bounty hunters: Dutch, John, and is it Davin? Davin? Davin. Davin. Taking on interplanetary missions, chasing and capturing deadly criminals throughout a distant system known named the Quad. They have sworn amongst themselves to remain neutral during a bloody multi-planetary class war that threatens to destroy the Quad. Interesting. I like it. And they, they work for this thing called the Rack, which is who controls the bounty hunters. But the main chick, Dutch, she is so hot and she's awesome. <laughs> And uh, what is it? Sean Ashmore. Sean Ashmore. He was in. Uh, he was Iceman, and in the following, I think it's like his twin brother, Aaron Ashmore, is the other guy. Aaron Ashmore I, was in Smallville and Warehouse Thirteen. Yeah, Smallville. Um, I I just I, it. I don't know what got me to it, but I kind of like it. I, it got me in and pulled me in. Ooh, and he was in Veronica Mars. Sorry, forgot about that. Yeah, you were talking about the other day. Yeah, I was. I like it. I I, I mean, it, it's one of those, you know, I don't have anything else to do, and I'll watch it. The other one, the other one, that I, I told you this too, Dave, uh, Zoo on CBS. I don't know what it is. It just pulled me in. It's a James Patterson book that they've turned into a show. I don't know what it is. It just got me pulled in. What channel is that on? On CBS, it's about where the animals in the world, they they kind of be, become aware that they're, they're being animals, where they kind of like rebel against humanity. Weird. Interesting. It's, it's the, the, the characterization, I love it. And the way it, it portrays itself, Billy Burke is, I've always liked Billy Burke and everything he's done. It just, it... It plays well, and I like it. I mean, even Twilight? Of course. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, too much. Um, Yeah, I can't think of it. Like, that's the weirdest thing about the summer, and I guess it's a good thing because people are always busy during the summer, but there's not much on TV that I'm like, oh, I got to get home and watch. Like, Mr. Robot's, like, the only thing, and then I have to watch Patrick so you think you can dance with him. He's obsessed with that show. (laughs) It's a good show. Like, I'm not into dance or anything, but Patrick has watched it religiously. 
the entire series, and he'll like still see dancers on other things, and they'll be like, "Oh, that's Mark from season four. <laughs> I had a girl that I used to I, I work with. She actually tried out for the show, and she made like the second cut. Oh yeah, yeah. It's uh, fun. I like too. It's one of those. It's one of those reality shows where they're not complete jerks when they judge you. They actually they're they don't like give you praise if you suck but when you do suck they critique you and tell you when you do this you need to extend the leg more and and I, I like it I, it's not literally my cup of tea but it's not bad and there are some routines on it where I'm like that was pretty darn good so well yeah, of course those are the only things I'm watching right now <laughs> well and of course I'm watching strain I mean of oh, course yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a given and um what else is on HBO? Oh, Ray Donovan. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe I forgot Ray Donovan. Ray Donovan, every episode gets better. I so have good. to watch it. I have not started it, but I've heard great things about it. it is, it's dark. It's kind of like an L.A. Um, modern-day Sopranos in a weird sort of sense. That's that's a horrible explanation, but it is. John Voight is so awesome on the show, but I don't think I've ever hated a character as much as I hate him. <laughs> like he, he's just not a good dude at all. And then Liv Shriver, he, he deserves the Emmy. He is so good on that show. But the storyline, every season escalates a little more and a little more. And right now, I'm just sitting there going, how in the hell do they pull themselves out of this? Because the storyline just is epic. Is it just it's, the first season? This is uh, the second no, season. Se- oh. Is it second? No, it's the third season. Third think, season? Right? Okay. Really? Yeah, that's probably right. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's good. You guys know the premise of it, right? Like what the show's about? I do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because it, it's great. I mean, Boston bad guys go to L.A. and then they, they're fixers. Right. Something goes wrong and, you know, some Hollywood actor gets in trouble. They fix it and make it go away. It's just, it's great it's got so many layers to it but um what do you how do you what are you guys thinking about the screen this season i haven't, um, I haven't I started watched, yet i i have not watched this last week's episode so you Saturday. know the one before though right oh yeah I, i'm be careful so no spoilers and stuff but i'm i saw you i saw you i saw you posted off of the last week's episode I think it was at the end when you posted, "Oh my God, my favorite, one of my favorite characters." Yes, yes, I am. Because when he when he got in the car, I think that's who you were talking about. Am I yes. right? Yes. Yeah, he's so, in a couple scenes in it so far. And okay, so you guys know that yeah, you, neither of you have read the book, right? Right. Yeah. Okay, so season one is all book one. Like it pretty much ended right when the book ended. So they're going into book two, and book two, it's kind of like Star Wars. Like, you know, the the Empire Strikes Back is such a great one, a great part of the story. This is kind of like the Empire Strikes Back. So you've got all this anticipation and this conflict between the good guys versus the bad guys. But the, the series, this is my two cents, and it's somewhat of a spoiler, so... Plug your ears if you're really sensitive. But Go ahead, baby. Go ahead. Um, 
the first part of the season, like it started off cool with the um, the mom and the little ant children, the blind ant children vampires. Those are so creepy. Uh, I love it because that's straight from the book. It, it was a little farther in the storyline than when they brought it. So they brought them in really early, but I'm cool with that. And I think they're doing an awesome job with that. Right. But then there was, there was this one episode that was just everything in it was stupid to me and like it didn't match the storyline there was no it was the one where all the um the ancients like soldiers and gus went into um stoneheart group and then they get chopped up by the lasers and such yeah i didn't like like that Uh... it didn't make any sense and nothing in that entire episode you know we're making a it's not a vaccine but we're going to infect the infected and i'm just sitting there going that's so that episode so that episode so threw me off. I'm like these guys are these guys are supposed to be so badass, but that's what happens to them? Oh, I was like so oh. I was nervous at first too because you have the one vampire that brings Gus to the uh to the ancient. Right. And I'm like and I thought that was my guy cuz there's there's this character Quinlan in the book who is Awesome doesn't even say. He's just, he's so cool. So and clearly that that was not Quinlan. As far, well, now it makes sense because I was getting all weirded out because I saw Funko made brain dolls, Funko Pop dolls, mm-hmm. and they kept, had that guy and it, and it said Leif or something like that. And I'm like, no, his name's Quinlan. Why, why are they calling him something different? And then everybody, you know, with the UV lasers and stuff, and I'm like, what the hell? So that episode ends and I was literally, I lost all motivation. Like, I seriously was like, all right, the strain's on tonight. I was actually, I, I'm with you. I was kind of mad because I was like, I want to see where these guys were going. And all of a sudden, oh, nothing. Right. Because I'm, I'm not a huge fan of Gus. When that happened, I, I was like, oh, what are we going to do with the Gus? I, I like Gus. And, but I was like, after that episode, I was just like, where are they going to go with Gus with this? I'm like, Gus has a huge part of the second book. And they basically just ruined his storyline. But then, then it cuts to the the episode that I freaked out on Twitter, going, "There he is!" Because I'm I'm positive that's Quinlan. Because just the whole the whole dude, the sword, the sword looked like the, the sword looked like a bone. Yeah, the back of the sword looked like a bone, and I'm like, this guy's got to be important. This guy's got to be something in this story. Well, and did you notice walking around during the daytime? He was outside I, in the plane. I, 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 all I saw him was get out of the out of the plane and get in the car. That's all I've seen him do. Well, yeah, but the car. I, ha- I have not watched. Universe. No, I have not watched the the latest episode. So. So you haven't you haven't seen? Oh, maybe that was at, I thought that was at the end of that last. Okay. Well, spoiler yeah. alert. Um, he gets into the truck or the car, and then he gets out. Outside yeah, that's it. That's all I saw. He. That character, I hope they do it justice because the the reason that that character exists is a huge part of the storyline. It it's what ties in the ancient to the master. Is that one well, character? I was, and I was thinking this. I was thinking the same thing, and I have not read it. I have not read it, but I was thinking the same thing that they would not bring in a character if it was not going to tie into this after what happened with that shenanigans with the uv lights that i was i was i was telling my buddy at work he watches it i was like i i watched this dude bone 
like it looks like a bone bone handled sword. I'm like, this dude is gonna be a badass. Just wait well, and watch. What's great too, like if you if you're reading the graphic novels or if you've read the novels, is you know Quinlan because he's mysterious, but he also takes no nothing from anyone. And he just walks around with a hoodie on. He just throws a hoodie up because he's he's a vampire. He's got the crazy neck and the pale face and the weird ears and all that. But there's just something I love it with just this dark creature walking around in a hoodie, and then he just takes the hoodie off, and he's just like, "Whoa!" <laughs> he he's by far. When I read the book, I think if you look back at my Twitter from like three years ago, I think I think everything was just like, "I'm on chapter 13. Quinlan's amazing," and then it'll be like, "I just finished book two. Quinlan's the best. Like <laughs> he's the coolest character." You have got me so excited. You got me so excited. I'm gonna watch, and I'm, I gotta find the. I gotta go get the graphic novels. You should. And they're almost done with them too. So they did three sets, and they did it just like the novels. So you've got like the Night Eternal, and um, yeah, I for all the things. But they're each one is twelve, so there's thirty six um books. I don't think I don't think they did an actual trade for it. I think you actually have to buy the individual. You know the one thing I don't like about this season? I don't like the kid. The kid that replaced the kid in, in this season? I don't like the kid. He is terrible. <laughs> He's a little wild. The other the other the other kid was the other kid was more believable. This kid is terrible. We'll see how it goes. I he'll have he'll have some Oh, I miss my mom. Arr, shut up. Well, he is like Ten years old. Yeah, but the other kid was better <laughs> at it. The other kid made the other kid made me actually believe it. That is some funny stuff. I'm a. I may have to do a review. I've been on book wise. I've been going through all of Jonathan Mayberry's books. Um, as, as I've told you guys before, I'm obsessed with the Joe Ledger novels. Every time a new Joe Ledger book comes out, it's my life stops, and I'm just like, I have to go visit Joe. Like, they're they're so fun, but I went through um, his whole Rotten Ruin series, which is kind of about zombies and the apocalypse. But I just started um, his Pine Deep series, and the Pine Deep series is more horror instead of you know apocalyptic and such. It's more of like a haunted town type thing. And I I put it off forever, and I I didn't have anything to read, so I threw it in. I'm halfway through, and I can't figure it out. But it's really so I, I've heard that they're talk, talking about maybe doing a TV show on it, and I'm like, this would make a really cool TV show. So I'm throwing it out there. Anybody listening that wants to make a TV show out of Pine Deep, um, I'm all for it. It's Ain't cool, it. though. It's not like a, a town in Pennsylvania that um, that basically they grow corn and pumpkins. It's a small little town, but they have the world like the biggest East Coast Halloween event every year so all the tourists come in to do the halloween haunted hayride and all that but then people start dying like mm. and it's weird because they go it jumps from different characters and different characters are hearing voices in their heads and other ones are getting phone calls from people who are dead and it's pretty interesting it sounds good i like it so dave did you fin- finish the uh, Ernest Klein book Armada? Yeah. 
No. I have been just kind of busy with everything else going on in life. <laughs> I haven't I haven't had time to read anything. Like I really I just put a stack of comics I want to read this week and I want to start the strain that you were just talking about. I want to watch all that on Saturday cuz I think we're going to podcast about that next week. Uh yeah, and then The Walking Dead, Fear the Walking Dead starts on Sunday. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, they were they released today like the first uh, five minutes of the episode, I guess. I don't, I don't even want to watch. It. I don't, I don't watch even want to watch. It. I heard it's very suspenseful, though. Interesting. Which is what well, a zombie show should be. Yeah. So here's well, here's a question for you. Um, if somebody has never watched The Walking Dead and they want to get into it, would you tell them? just start Fear the Walking Dead and then if they like it, move on to Walking Dead? Or should they watch Walking Dead first and then watch Fear the Walking Dead? Mm. Oh, well, that's kind of like the Star Wars prequels versus yeah. original trilogy conversation. And I would, I, I'll, I'll jump in. We don't know what Fear of the Walking Dead is yet. I would say, yes, watch Walking Dead and then find out. Yeah, I'd go watch. Because we don't, we don't know. I mean, we don't know what Fear of the Walking Dead is yet. I think it's going to be I, the same thematically. It's just a different world, obviously. Yeah, with with less forest, you know, less, you know, well, pillaging, it's, pillaging for food and stuff. But, the story is going to be different because it's just happening. So yeah. you're going to have not just the, you're not going to have people doing despicable things to survive like you get with The Walking right. Dead, where right. it's, you know, fear... Was it fear of the humans or something like that, or fear of the dead, or fear of the living? And fear, uh, was was it like fear of the dead, fear of the humans, or kill the humans, or whatever? Uh, what was what's the tagline? Something like the living, That's not it. not humans. Yeah, fear of the, that. Yeah. Fear of the yeah. Anyway, anyway, with yeah. with fear of the Walking Dead, you're going to have a lot of like just confusion and mass hysteria, and it's going to. I think there's going to be a lot of a lot of chaos in this. At least maybe the first season or first couple episodes as the virus spreads or virus or whatever it is uh spreads and creating more walkers and as soon as los angeles is pretty much 90 10 walkers to unaffected uh or you know walkers or living people you know then it's going to be crazy i i know i had that struggle so someone i work with a friend of mine one of our clients Read all the Walking Dead too, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, did you read issue one forty four? And she's like, "No, I haven't gotten that far yet." And I was like, "Oh no, what are you on?" She goes, "I'm on one forty three, and I'm like, "Oh, read one forty four and call me right away." Issue one forty four. Every now and again, a new comic comes out of the Walking Dead, and it just makes your stomach drop to your toes, and you're just like, "Really, they're gonna go there?" And it it was it was a great issue, but it's it's a rough issue. So we're talking about that back and forth, and and my coworker is copied on it, and she's just like, I love your guys' passion with The Walking Dead. She goes, I'm gonna have to start watching it, and the client goes, Well, this weekend, Fear the Walking Dead starts. You should start there. And I was just like, I don't know, because I don't know how the characters are gonna be, but I think it. I. I don't disagree with her. I think it would be good to start with this. But then we have such a history with Rick and his gang that, and that's what makes The Walking Dead so good is that you're so, you you love the cast. You love the characters. Like when, you know, everything Herschel did, you're like, Herschel's a good man. And then you're like, 
Rick's a little crazy, but I've got his back, and Daryl's amazing, you know. You love the characters, and we don't have that with the Fear the Walking Dead characters yet. So I would, I... I'm on the fence. As far as that, like, introducing somebody to the world of The Walking Dead, I'd say, because for me, you know, you go by the comic, and then you go by the show, and it starts almost identical. You know, the storylines are very similar at the beginning. I would say it's not so much of getting to know Rick, but you're experiencing this world through Rick at the beginning. So you're, you know, everything's fine and normal at the beginning. And then, boom, you're in a coma, you wake up, and now there are walking zombies everywhere. And then you learn about this world through Rick discovering what's happened over the past however many weeks he was in the coma or whatever it was. And I kind of like that. Then, you you know, you'll have the knowledge of what a walker is, how someone becomes a walker. And then you can go to Fear the Walking Dead and experience it in a whole new way. I think I prefer it that way. Yeah. I, I can agree with that. And then, and then, yeah, ahead. I think it's just a storytelling way. I would prefer it that way. Not even getting involved with, you know, because obviously we know Rick. We know all these characters, Andrea. Uh, we know them all from the comic books. And then we know them from the series. And, of course, we're a little closer to them because we have the history with the comic books as well. 10 years behind us, you know? <laughs> right, right. Which we talked about in our Fear the Walking Dead preview a little bit as far as building the characters that we would grow to really care about. Uh, are we going to be, is there going to be a shocking moment when, say, uh, someone like uh, Andrea is killed, but it, that character is on Fear the Walking Dead and we didn't really know who she was before, you know, we didn't have that comic book to build up that character history. I mean, it's different for people who never read the comic book, of course. These are just, you know, they've grown to be attached to these characters just by watching the show every week. And so it's going to be the same for them, really. On a, on a side gossipy note for Walking Dead, um, I finally browsed through my Entertainment Weekly from like three or four weeks ago, and they did a whole thing on season six of The Walking Dead, and they had this little blurb in it, and it makes sense. Season six, if they followed the comics pretty close in the end of season five. I get it. There are, you know, differences, which is great, but it was pretty close. So if they continue that route, there are certain things that are coming up. And without a spoiler or anything, um, the rumor is that Jesus is going to going to be in this, this series or this season. And if you read the comic, you know who Jesus is. And Jesus is mm-hmm. probably my favorite character in the comic book world of The Walking Dead. Um and I, I read that, and I was like, that makes sense. So they have kind of a timeline of, you know, the introduction of Negan and all those things from the comics. But I'm sitting here. I, every, everything that they post on The Walking Dead, I keep looking. And if anything gets updated on IMDb, I keep looking. I'm just like, oh, please tell me we're going to get some Jesus. <laughs> I think it's going to happen. I think it's going to be closer to, like, to the mid-season on this, on this season. This is, this is... I, don't think they, I don't think they want to rush it. <laughs> this is shockingly similar to last year when we were doing this about Negan. I know. Well, every from from the moment the governor went down, it's always been about Negan. Well, what I like, what, what we're getting now is now spoilers for anybody who hasn't finished season five. Morgan is back now. Like it's Morgan is there, and I love uh, that actor uh, Lenny mm-hmm. J- Lenny James. And I love the Morgan character that they've kind of done with the TV show, which is very different, I think, than the comic book one. 
the comic book one, he doesn't last very long. Um, as far as along with Rick. And, but I like how they've built up how he's finding him and I know I, I am and I might have to go back and reread because I could be totally wrong on this, but Morgan the whole Morgan climax and everything happens in Hilltop, right? Or happens in uh in the town. I don't think so. I think it happened in a car. It did, but it was after they after they got to the town. I thought it was after the prison. I'm gonna have to go back and look because I, for some reason, I feel as though we're progressing into the big, the big Morgan. Woo! <laughs> I don't know how else to explain it other than that that sound effect. But yeah, I, I'm just I, I am seriously like. You know at Christmas and the packages start going under the trees and you start looking at the box shapes and you want to shake them and you start trying to guess what's in the box. You're like, ooh, this is kind of like you know, the Nintendo system I want or this is kind of like a stuffed animal. I feel like that with The Walking Dead. Like, I keep seeing these little, like, Easter eggs or little hints here and there and I just sit there and go, ooh, I think I'm getting this. I think I'm getting this. <laughs> it's the most ridiculous thing, but... I haven't had that with the show in so long, and I'm loving it. It makes the, tr- the whole Walking Dead trip so much more fun. Well, it's kind of like something me and Tom talked about before I pushed the, the red button to start recording, and that's like theorizing on storylines for like Arrow and The Flash, uh, shows like that, because with a show, especially like Arrow, where it's just blatantly ripping off Batman storylines, I'm kind of curious to where they go now, where they're kind of, I don't know, Hope I'm hoping they've veered away from that a little bit and they can do some original green arrow stories instead of just stealing characters and storylines from Batman's run. But then with the flash, there's a lot to clean up and we're always just kind of like, Oh, this guest star is playing this villain and you know, edge from WWE is playing a bad guy. And now, you know, just like you said, like what, what new character gift are we going to open tomorrow? Like, what are we going to get from the comic books? I don't, get why, I, I, I don't get why I don't get why you say blatantly, blatantly stealing from Batman. I mean, Arrow Arrow has still got his own Arrow villains. No, I'm sorry. Uh, the Ra's al Ghul storyline st- stolen uh, straight from Batman. Got it. I understand that. Okay. What else you got? That is a whole season. That was no, all okay. of season three. All right. That's a big. That's a big thing. Arrow and Flash. What else you got? It's the best thing to be like, it's like a tennis match. It's like I'm bouncing back and forth going, oh, who's going to get the score? (laughs) (laughs) It was the whole season! (laughs) Sorry, I digress. (laughs) 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 So yeah, well, back to the books and stuff, Dave. You and I will have to do a four-eye review when you get done with uh, Mr. Klein's. Yeah, we can we can do that. Uh, so, all right, fine, Tom. You want to go? You think I'm nitpicking? No, I mean that's one character. You got anything else? Deadshot, Huntress. All right. Do you need me to go on? Those are two big I, ones. I mean, cool. I mean, you got it. <laughs> so. You can't say that they're not ripping off Batman's storylines and making it work they're, for Oliver. Yes, they're, 
I, I'd be cool with it, but there was a Batman show, but there's not. Sure, there's not. No, okay, but there's also so many awesome characters and storylines from Green Arrow's comic book run that they could make work. That's all I'm saying. I mean, I think they're making it work for storyline on well, TV. They, they did in season so. three. Season three was the worst. Really? Season three, the Ra's al Ghul season, the season that ends with our hero riding off in the sunset and quitting being a hero. Yes. I think it was, yeah, it was, it was bad. That the ending was bad, but it was one of the best fight scenes we have seen with Katana. And well, that's that's you're basing it off of one fight and it's, she was part of a big <laughs> fight that wasn't that great. And, and this is a show that routinely well, this, has the this, best action sequences on television. If, if you take away Laurel Lance, well, she's, those are not, even, she is terrible. This is how bad season three was. She was the best part of the end of season three. Ah, oh, dude. You like the me. last two episodes, she was the best part. Her character. That's how bad season three was. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> this Jenny's not going to have any idea what we're talking about. But no. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm sorry, Elicity fans. These are fans that ship... Felicity and Oliver being together. It's the dumbest storyline ever. I don't like it. Because newsflash, comic book wise, he ends up with Laurel. Yay. And granted, you know, they may not go that way because who cares? You know, it's who knows? It's a TV show. But at the same time, in season three, they gave you what you wanted. Season four, expect them to take it away from you. Season four is going to blow up. Because he's going to be Green Arrow, and there's so much going on. Right. When does when does Arrow start back up again? Is that uh, October? Uh, yeah, October sixth. Okay. I think it's uh, October the right, right around the same time as Flash. It's the day after. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll get an exact date for everybody that's listening because that's a good thing to know. Flash starts on the twelfth, right, of October? Uh, no. Uh, Arrow starts October seventh, which means Flash starts October sixth. I knew I was close. Uh, which also means Supernatural starts October 6th or 7th. They're, start, they're starting to do all the uh, the ads now for American Horror Story, too. All right. Side yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I need something to talk about. I have no clue about Arrow or Flash. And we, we got you into Arrow with our Atomic Kingdom University episode, too. I know, you, right. Come on, Tammy. And it's not bad. It's my it's, friend. It's perfect for when you're at the gym and you just throw your phone up on the, the bike and you just watch it while you're riding. Their the Wi-Fi. Is, is that I um I haven't really been going to the gym, so that's <laughs> why I'm only halfway through. <laughs> uh, my friend, who was uh, the photographer that came with me to C two E two and the St. Louis well, Wizard World, she I got her hooked now after we met the guy that plays Diggle at C two E two. Uh, I got her to start watching it, so she's been binging it with her husband uh, on Netflix, and yeah, it's a it's a good show to binge. And again, Jason didn't want to watch it because he had too many shows, and he watched it on Netflix, and now he can't stop. <laughs> oh, speaking of trade shows and such, um, conventions, two of them are coming up on this site, so I everybody needs to let me know what I need to keep an eye out. The Long Beach Comic Con is in three weeks. And then end of October is Kamikaze, which you know, hands down, I am going 
to be front row center for the Flash Gordon panel. Of course. With Sam Jones. <laughs> I just, I wish though Max von Sydow would be there. I'm, I'm waiting for him to get on the ticket. But we'll see. Timothy Dalton would be awesome too to have on that ticket. But we'll Timothy see. Dalton, there you go. I'm scrolling through Long Beach Comic Con's list of guests right now. And it looks like it's mostly like writers and artists. Yeah, it usually is. Image usually pulls a really good crew. Though the last one I went to there, um, they had a <clears> lot of a lot of good writers and artists, like the artist from um, what's his name, uh, Nguyen. Um, gosh, I suck with names. But they had the guy who writes Bunker, um, the guy who does the art for Tinder. They had some a really really good good panel and it was the great thing about like cons like uh, Long Beach or all the littler ones is they're more intimate because the last one I went to there and it was all just the image writers and artists there were maybe 40 people in the room with us you know so everybody had a chance to ask questions and it was more of a banter back and forth it was good so Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm excited for it plus it's more of a chance to actually walk the aisles and meet the artists Sure, walk the floor, yeah. Uh, Mark Guggenheim, co-creator of Arrow, he'll be there. Nice. Uh, Kyle Higgins, he's a writer, I think he's a writer, maybe the artist. He did Nightwing, he does a comic book called Cowl. Uh, oh, I reached out, Cowl's actually good, have you, yeah. have you read that? Not yet, I want to. Uh, it's pretty good. We're going to wrap real quick, because Tom's got to get going, so uh, we're going to say goodnight. That's, that's our show. Bye.